On today's edition of Bench Bros, Antonio Brown's helmet situation predicting the AFC and NFC South, the latest NFL training camp news, the U announced their starting quarterback, and an MLB game to be played at the Field of Dreams. All that and more on Bench Bros. Let's go. Bam. Welcome to this edition of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're glad you could join us today as we are a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hot, hottest topics going around in the world of sports. I'm your host, Wes Explain. Joining me today are Anthony Fertini and Brandon Farrell. Guys, what's happening? What's up, mother suckers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what up, boys? Back in the jersey. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, come on. You guys got to be a little bit more lively than just like, hey, how are you? Like a robot. Hi. How oh, are robot. you? Welcome Hi. Back to how you doing, Rose. Fratini? Hi. How are you, Wesley Splain? How no, do you, you gotta do? Say, you got to say sir? last name. You got to say last name and that first name. Fratini, Mr. Anthony. Mr. Splain, <laughs> Wesley, how do you do? Farrell, Brandon. Yeah, that's pretty good. You could probably do some digital recordings. Yeah, my old job, I used to be a robot, so you, I'm pretty good at it. You could be the next Siri. <laughs> the next instead Siri. Of, instead, of, in, instead, of hey Siri, instead of Hey Siri, it'll be, yo, for TV. No, hey, that boy. Boy's the weather. <laughs> oh, yo, wow. that you boy. Guys watch, you guys watching preseason football tonight? Uh, Not much, I'll, honestly. I'll probably be playing Madden, so... The new Brand, Madden? Yeah. Brian's trying to get one of those crazy... How is it? Is it good? Um, so it really pisses me off because the defense is so bad and it's so easy to move the ball on offense and you fumble whenever you get hit-sticked. So. I can't but, believe you got Madden again, Brian, really. Dude, I'm, I can't just, just, can't. I'm, just, I'm just a slave to the game. I really, I'm just a slave to the game. I can't help it. Yo, everybody knows... Growing up in this generation that we grew up with, we all played Madden. Every year when it came out in the summer, we bought it. But it, like, is what, it is what it is. You can't even enjoy it now because you it's just so glitched. And like it's well, been so many years and it's still glitched. Well, so in, in this in this seasons they have like uh they have each individual player has like a superstar factor. So once they do something after like two or three times, like their fucking superstar factor goes off. So it's like if it's like Juju Smith shoots there, he's gonna catch every ball. If it's Tom Brady, every pass is gonna be on the money. So it's kind of cartoonish yeah. this year that way. So it's like not really like I guess that original, kind of like a little bit like like unfair, I guess. I still I think it's the best one that they've made as far as being realistic in the gameplay. But other than that, it's it's a little cartoonish. How's my rating? So your rating? Yeah, how am I looking? Cincinnati uh, Bengals, third string receiver. Well, I saw you when I first logged on. I saw you were a 67. I called up Madden Adjusters and <laughs> I had him bump you up to a 78. <laughs> All right. All right. But, but speed, speed is 99, so you're good there. I knew I had top speed in the game. My agility and awareness, not the best. But my speed I think, 
I think your awareness. I think your awareness is a forty-five. They had to make up for giving you the ninety-nine speed. <laughs> they had to give. They had to take from each each section and like put extra points into the. Oh yeah, Wes! So... Oh, you didn't make Madden nineteen this year. That's right, bro. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's Madden twenty, dude. Not Madden nineteen. <laughs> It's all about Tecmo Bowl and NFL Street, all right? Don't get me started on those games. All right, boys. Well, let's get the ball rolling here. Well, yes. Speaking of Madden, one of the former um, Madden cover players, Antonio Brown, which you guys probably hate, uh, he's been dealing with some frostbite on his feet from uh, old chirotherapy in France. Apparently, the ice is way too cold there, and uh, your feet, like, get through a meat grinder if you go through one of those and then he filed a grievance against the nfl for his helmet situation which the nfl banned about 10 helmets including antonio's brown helmet the shut air xp advantage which is an old style helmet that the nfl just banned because of the, of the new concussion wave players like alvin camaro tom brady and drew Brees had all to get new helmets but antonio brown wanted to keep wearing his so uh uh, he ruled for his grievance against the NFL while he was sitting out because of his frostbite, and the arbitrator ruled against Antonio Brown's grievance, so he would have to wear um, a new helmet. But this made news, and it blew up everywhere. Guys, I want to get your opinion about it. What do you think about this whole helmet trauma and Antonio Brown's feet, who looked like a bunch of cats just clawed the shit out of him? <laughs> you want to go first, Brandon? You want me to go? Uh, you go. I'll, I'll feed off of you. All right. I, I, I have a lot to say about this guy, but I just want to keep it as, like, simple as possible. I do not think Antonio Brown is a good human. Um, you know, w- what we've seen with everything so far, he's just – it's just so much greed. Behind the scenes, he seems like he's, like, a nice guy everything. Like, you've seen, like, interviews with him of saying, you know, he wants the team to win, blah, blah, blah. If you really wanted the team to win – then you would put the emphasis on the team and not on your paycheck. So he clearly doesn't want the team to win. As far as his helmet thing goes, coming from a health science background, strength conditioning, all this stuff, I know how important it is to protect your head. Look, if you have if you have a helmet that's not up to requirements or standards of the NFL, then chances are you're, you can get a concussion. And like you can probably get a concussion with the newer helmets too. But I'm going to hope that the NFL is doing the right thing by giving the players new helmets in order to protect their safety first, because that's what the game should be about. So, dude, just just stop. Just stop. This guy just wants to be in the limelight. He just wants to cause a problem wherever he goes. It doesn't matter where he goes. He just wants to he just wants to cause a problem. Like, stop being a problem causer. Just wear the helmet. Trust the NFL that they're gonna try to protect you more than before. And and just play the game. Like Oh my god, I'm so sick of hearing this guy just like complain the whole time. Like you're already making enough money, bro. Just just play the game, put on the helmet, stop complaining about your vision. Like Tom Brady and all these other guys have to switch their helmets too. But go ahead, Brad. So okay, if the NFL is telling you you can't wear something because it's not safe, most likely it's true that it's not safe based on all these new helmets that have come out and all the new technology that they say is in these new helmets that is going to prevent concussions. Uh, and for Antonio Brown to file a grievance against not being able to wear his old helmet, it, he just wants to be like, he just wants to, he wants the attention. He, he lives for the intention. This man was living in the streets when he was young. I mean, now he's got money. 
He's got the attention. He's one of the best to play the game. He loves the attention. Uh, if you were to walk away from the game tomorrow, I wouldn't give a shit, and I don't think he would either. He got his money, and if he's going to walk away because he doesn't wear, because he can't wear a new helmet, then that's I, I don't know what to say. I think the man has mental issues, so it's probably good they're cool. giving him a new helmet. Quote Antonio Brown, I don't need football, or whatever he said, I don't need football, I want to play, or whatever he said. You remember that quote he said, I don't need football, I, like, I just enjoy this, or whatever. No one needs football, though. He's kind of right needs, that. Nobody needs football. All right, is it my turn to, like, school all you? Or? Arrowhead West, Division One linebacker, uh, 5'10", 225, bench press at 335 or 6. I, I did bench three thirty five. You're right. Anyway, you guys forget you guys forget what team this guy plays for, man. He plays for the damn Raiders. This is what they fucking do. They do this all the damn time. They get players like this to be absolutely crazy. And look at who their head coach is. It's John Gruden. I mean, he's so like Marshawn Lynch. This. this is what the Raiders have been for the past fifty something years, or. 60 years of how long ever they've been part of it. They just care about winning. That's all they're going to do. They don't care if you sit out and have a couple martinis while you practice. This franchise literally doesn't care. As long as you got W's on the board, and Antonio Brown is going to come and play, no matter what his attitude is. He just had to sit up because of frostbite. So why not file grievance against the NFL about the helmet thing? But you guys are right about the helmet thing, but there is something about being a player and like having the helmet on. It's all about comfortability. If you're not comfortable in the helmet, that helmet is probably not going to protect you that well. It's all about the fit and like making sure the helmet's on nice and secure. Like a shut helmet, yeah, it's it's not up to standards. I've worn one of those in like uh, middle school and like the early stages of high school football. It's an okay helmet, but it's like basically styrofoam and air. It's foam and air basically. But with all these new helmets, there's just so much gel pads, and it could like throw one side head to the other. And some of them don't real aren't really like that concussion proof. It's just like with wide receivers, especially getting hit across the middle. Some of them don't have that reaction time to it. Where we've seen Antonio Brown get knocked out before by Vontez Perfect with this helmet on. But I understand where the NFL is coming th- from because they've had so many lawsuits. But Anto- this is what Antonio Brown is, man. The diva thing about wide receivers has not changed since Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson. These dudes are still going to ball. This is a, what the Raiders exactly wanted. He's going to be totally fine. And it's preseason, so like he's not missing any valuable games. So he's going to be totally fine. I'm totally fine with him. I, I Yeah, Wes, that's a good point. Um, it, it is a lot about being comfortable, but at the end of the day, like out of all these other players that are playing, every single – Tom Brady's Tom Brady hates his new helmet. He's like, I can't stand it. I'm sure he hates it too, but he's more quiet about it than Antonio Brown showing up filing grievance against like the like dude, like just just find a way to make it work. Like you're in the NFL, it's a privilege to be there. Find a way to make it work and just help your team win. Just win. Stop taking take the emphasis off the contract, off. And, like, this is the thing about Antonio Brown, too, right? Brandon, you said it. He likes the limelight. Wes, you said it. The whole thing with the Terrell Owens, right? And just being the center of attention with the popcorn in their mouth during the Cowboys games. And 
these are what the, these are what the receivers do. This is what some players like the big time guys do, and they want to be in that limelight. And, and this is what this is what the Raiders like. And the Raiders, yeah, exactly. Marshawn Lynch. So like, but well, not yeah, just Marshawn Lynch. All of their characters. They have Randy Moss at one point. Where Randy Moss was like being a brat, man. This is what the Raiders have been. But in, in Antonio Brown's head too, like. He'll set out for himself a goal of like 130 catches in a season. If he gets 129, he's not happy. So therefore, he's going to cause some type of problem. Like I get it, you're super competitive, but at the same time, just do whatever it takes to make your team win. That's it. If you get six catches in a season, or if you get 135, just do what it takes to win. That's it. I mean, he was sitting on the side anyway. He had. I don't know if you guys watched Hard Knocks recently, but he had he went home because he had to take care of his feet because they were that bad. So yes, why not file? And he's sitting out anyway, so why not like try to get your old helmet back and like try to swing the NFL into like making the decision trying to get your helmet back? That's a helmet is probably the most important piece in all the sports when it comes to equipment. It, pr- yeah. it probably is. Yeah, I mean, when no, you're Antonio definitely. Brown, why, if you're Antonio Brown, why not already start the shit pot that is the NFL and everything going on in the NFL? And I, I mean, I'm just sick of the diva receivers. Like, you're a receiver, man. I mean, you're getting paid all this money, and all you have to do is catch a freaking football. Look, I'm not out there on the field catching the ball, and I know it's not easy, but I mean, come on now. You don't hear quarterbacks bitching about money except Dak Prescott now because this guy thinks he's worth tons and tons of fucking money, and he's not. So I I don't know, man. I I just think the wrong guys are being divas about nothing. Look, man, if your feet are messed up, then sit on the sideline and drink margaritas. I mean, enough of this helmet shit. It's a helmet. Tom Brady doesn't complain about it. Drew Bees doesn't complain about it. Alvin Kamara doesn't complain about it. So why why, why are you? I mean, the NFL NFL is already a shit show. Why are you stirring the pot? He's not focused on winning. It's simple. He's he's focused on himself. My helmet, my contract, my feet, my Stop Antonio Brown. Stop. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown set oh. out the last game of the Steelers regular season because I mean, if he if he, the man wanted to win, he wanted to play. He he would have played. It doesn't matter what was going on between him and like, the coach. Like two million for two years, and we know what the guy can do. He probably get paid a hundred million in three years if he really wanted to. He took less money because he knows he has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl, leaving a legacy, and really carrying that, that franchise the gold, rather than joining something like the Raiders West, right? And this like playing on the average team that just wants to have like problems. Just, just, just focus on the team, and like the only way this whole pay cut thing is going to work too is if everybody takes a pay cut. Because you can't just have one guy get paid all this money or one guy take a pay cut. The next guy isn't going to do the same. It has to be a team effort, your whole organization. Everybody has to be on the same page. But I'm closing out on this whole Antonio Brown thing because I could go on like for hours with this whole thing. You got to remember who the guy in charge is. It's John Gruden. So he absolutely loves this, man. Yeah, yeah. He's a, to me, I feel like he's a joke. Absolutely love like it's just the way the Raiders have been, and Antonio Brown is a perfect Raider. This wouldn't happen anywhere else but the Raiders. I mean, it, it is what it is, and they're moving to Vegas soon, so you got to get some excitement when it comes to like a city. Like you got to have something. Now they have it, a receiver. 
It might it might happen with the Giants. Just saying. Dolphins too. Well, okay, yeah, probably, but the Dolphins don't really care. No, Dolphins are just like, oh, we're just going to show up, go out the field. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose, and goodbye. We had Dan Marino. <laughs> that's that's what they, the that's only team line. to go sixteen. That's all I got, and then win a Super Bowl. The only team. So stupid how they celebrate every single year when there's no undefeated teams left, and like there's like a shot of like Mercury Morris just like ch- chugging like champagne, and the Miami Dolphins are like, "Yep, that's us." Like, ah, uh, so dumb. Your aunt, your team is stupid. Anyway, let's go to AFC South. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right, let's predict the AFC South here. So the South is very competitive. The Houston Texans won the AFC South last year, beat edging out the Indianapolis Colts, who actually beat them in the playoffs. Indianapolis started slow but ended up winning nine straight games to get to the playoffs and um, beating the Tennessee Titans in the head-to-head matchup in Week 17 just to get in. Tennessee fell short, obviously. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars fell short of expectations from last year and had a miserable Blake Bortles 5-11 and year. So looking at this division now for 2019 through the 2020 situation, a lot of, the, a lot of these teams have added on to their rosters, and it looks like they're going to be very competitive with one another. I'm going to start with Anthony. What do you think this division, how it's going to shake up, and who do you got winning the whole uh, division crown? Texans, I'm literally going to go the same thing as last year. Texans, Colts, Titans, Jaguars. Same same lineup as last year. Um, I mean, I don't even know who the Jaguars quarterback is. And it's Nick Foles. Big Nick, Nick Nick. Okay, okay. All right. Well, we'll have to see what happens with with what Nick does down there in Jacksonville. Um, but, you know, a lot of these teams who don't stir up Drama are usually the teams that kind of you know pull out the most wins. It seems to me, not all of them, but the Texans have known to be a pretty tough team. You know, overall with JJ Watt on that line, DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins as a receiver. So them putting them up, up at front. Andrew Luck, I don't know what his deal is this year, um, but the Colts, I feel like could have some hope. Titans, I don't know much about them at all. And Jaguars, I'm pretty sure is a joke. So I am going Texans, Colts, Titans, Jaguars. Hmm. All right. Well, so Jacksonville no longer has Blake Bortles, the GOAT. They now have Big Dick Nick. Uh, So (laughs) I think Jacksonville is going to be okay, man. But uh, I'm going to go Colts number one. I'm going to go Houston number two. Jacksonville is going to be number three. And the Titans have really not shown – any signs of anything. Uh, they haven't really done anything with their roster. So Titans, I, I don't see them being that great. Uh, Houston has a really strong defense. If Andrew Luck stays healthy, I think the Colts will be just fine. Uh, I hope to see the Philly special in Jacksonville this year. Hopefully they incorporate Oh my gosh. Somehow. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Run that with uh, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Jackson, yeah, oh yeah. Dude. Jacksonville is overall a pretty decent team. I could see them going eight and eight this season, uh, possibly getting in with a wild card. Their defense is good. And yeah, that's that's a that's a that's yeah. The, the Texans and the, the Jaguars have have solid defenses. The Colts, I don't know too much about their defense, but I just know if Andrew Luck stays healthy, they're they're going to be competitive. I think Colts secondary is pretty good, but the rest of their, their line. No, they got they got their freaking the 
linebacker was the rookie of the year, uh, Darius Leonard. He is an absolute beast. He had like 160 tackles last year. Shit. But, That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. It's a lot of tackles, but I'm predicting the Tennessee Titans to be around six and ten, seven and nine. They have a really, they have a lot of veterans that have done it before, and their defense is very good with Mike Vrabel at the helm. There, it's just Marcus Mariota. I feel like it's going to be a quarterback battle all year between Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill, simply based on because those quarterbacks cannot stay healthy. I just have no idea what the they have a lot of weapons on offense. Like Corey Davis, um, the running back. Is Devin McCourty still? No, Devin McCourty's not there. He's uh, with the Patriots. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they're still a good built average NFL team. It's just they can't get over that hump. And I feel like Marcus Mariota just hasn't made that transition from the NFL on over or the, from Oregon on over. So I think the Tennessee Titans fall around there. I, I really think Houston steps back this year because that offensive line is absolutely terrible. Like, Deshaun Watson is basically on suicide watch because, like, he can get absolutely throttled any moment of the game because Houston just, like, I didn't see any additions on the offensive line this year from the offseason. And Deshaun Watson is a pretty skinny dude, so, like, you're playing against big guys in the division with Jacksonville having the big headers on their defensive line. So I don't know about his health. And then I have Indianapolis Colts probably finishing second. And it's the thing. I would have them as the division winners, but I just don't know if Andrew Luck is going to stay healthy either. He's probably going to miss week one right now with whatever it is, the calf strain, the high ankle. I mean, three different people have said what the injury was. And, like, I haven't heard one doctor say what the actual injury is. So ask Kevin Durant. Yeah, ask Kevin yeah. Durant what it is. Well, no, Jim Ursay <laughs> said it was like a bone, and then the general manager was like, oh, it's his high ankle. Then, like, the um, the head coach was like, it's his uh, calf. Like, what the hell is it? Come on. How do you, how do you not know? How, next, like, week it's, <laughs> next, next week it's going to be his pack. You yeah, just, like, what the you, hell? <laughs> you go into the doctor, you say it hurts here, they take an X-ray and MRI, then they rule it out. It's so simple. You do tests and everything. Like, how do you not know? And a high ankle sprain to an Achilles tear is much, much different. It can put yeah. me on the other side of the leg. So, yeah. So I have Indy finishing second, and then every single year, there's always that fourth team place that finished last in the division that comes the next year and finishes first. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars do that in this division. I think they win the division. I, I honestly do. It happens every year. Like, anyone predict the Bears doing that? So, Giants I just think, this year, I think a big part of Jacksonville's failures last year was because of, you know, some of the injuries on, yeah, their injuries on the defense and their quarterback. They just didn't have any confidence in it. When you saw, remember in week two when Blake Bortles was absolutely balling and they were beating the Patriots like crazy and, the whole entire Jacksonville team was like so psyched. I felt 35 like that. Fantasy, thirty-five fantasy points for my man. Yeah, exactly. So I felt like that's what was missing was the confidence from the Jaguars. Jalen Ramsey is going to have an absolutely awesome year. I feel like they win the division at ten and six. That's a fair prediction. It, it is a fair prediction, and I'm looking across these fourth place finishers. I'm like. Jacksonville is probably the most talented out of all of them, and they have the most upside 
when it comes to looking at the rest of the division with all the quarterbacks' health and like the offensive lines. And Houston's got a built team, especially on defense. But it's just like, is that offensive line going to be able to protect Deshaun enough time to deliver the ball to DeAndre Hopkins or William Fuller? That's the only. Deshaun's going to have to use his legs, like he, I mean, like he's been doing in college and like he's had to do in the NFL. He's just, he's going to have to use his legs. Or they're going to have to get the running. And I honestly don't think Bill O'Brien's that good of a head coach either. I think he's on the like the short leash right now, being one of the coaches fired. Yeah, they have to see. Yeah. Fratini, what's up? Nothing, but just listening to the call, boy. <laughs> You're on the air. What's up? All right, what's so, the question? I Wes, did you run through all the teams? Did I run through? What do you mean? Did you go through all the – you made all your predictions? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I think uh, Nick Foles is going to be an MVP sneaker. Because like he makes he makes a lot out of the running game, and then Leonard Fournette, if you know if that guy can stay healthy, but they got T. I think they still have T.J. Yeldon um, in the backfield for Jacksonville. Not what he. Uh, I don't know, but he's not with them anymore. Oh, I know they got rid of him. I and then I feel like they added somebody else too, but I I just have this sneaky suspicion about how the Jaguars are going to do, and then. I just feel like the Texans, it's it's going to be all defense this year, and then hopefully Deshaun stays healthy the whole entire year, but I just have no idea. So, all right, well then let's shift to the other conference, the NFC South, where you have a bunch of teams that could make um, a run this year, including last year's uh, best team in the NFL, the New Orleans Saints, which were the winners of the NFC South at 13-3. and and then they lost into the most memorable um, NFC Championship game with that non-call PI and then Drew Brees throwing an interception overtime to set the Rams in field goal position. And Atlanta and Carolina had disappointing seasons, mainly because of injuries all across the board. Carolina got off to a hot start at 6-2, and two, but then Cam hurt his shoulder, and then the offensive line suffered a lot uh, as long as along with the defensive secondary. They finished at 7 the line. Atlanta had eight players on defense finish on the IR. They were at 7-9. And then Tampa Bay was also disappointing at 5-11. and 11. And it was the Fitzmagic and Jameis Winston show. Brandon, I'm going to let you go first on this since uh, Fertini went first last time. Do you think the Saints repeat, or do you think these guys, uh, other these teams, are going to sneak up on them? I think this is going to be the division to watch this season. Um, New Orleans is hungry. They want to win, obviously, and I think they're going to win the division. I think Carolina is going to have a really good season if Cam stays healthy. And with Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton has a couple weapons around him now uh, at the wide receiver position. Uh, Atlanta, I mean, Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, uh, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan. I mean, he's, he's just, their offense. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no weakness in their offense. I mean, questionably the offensive line and Matt Ryan sometimes. And Tampa Bay, man. I mean, Jameis Winston could go off for 400 yards and 10 interceptions at any given night. So, 
we'll see what happens. But I, I put New Orleans at number one, Carolina at number two, Atlanta number three. And I, I just I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still going to be the bottom bottom team. But I think Tampa Bay even finishes eight and eight and everybody else nine and seven or ten and six. I'm uh I'm going Saints first place. I mean this is a no brainer. Um, Drew Brees, uh, Michael Thomas, Sean Payton. It's New Orleans Saints. I mean there's there's no doubt in my mind that they won't finish first and definitely finish with a good record. If you have Drew Brees on your team, the guy it has something special that most players don't. He's just got that that blood, you know, that fire in his heart, ice in his veins. He, He's like not the guy you would think to hype up your team, but he gets stuff done, and he he plays great football, and he plays great football every year. And it's not just doing good in fantasy, get, getting everybody points, but I mean they went thirteen three last year, and it wasn't even a struggle for him. They played better away than they actually did home, with an away record of seven and one, um, and a home record of six and two. Um, but anyway, second place. I got to go Panthers. Falcons are going to drop back. Um, Cam Newton, if he could stay healthy and if he can get an offensive line to protect his big body and not let him run so much every single year, which I'm fine with him running because if he can do it, use it, man. Right? Like, that's just another another tool in your toolbox. If you can run, that's what this game is starting to become, more of a you know, quarterback type game. Um, he won the MVP slowly. that way. Yeah, slowly it's starting to come that way where guys are starting to get more mobile, not so much drop back in the pocket. So if they, he can get a good offensive line, he's got so much talent around him. I mean, he's got he's got his Christian McCaffrey running back. That guy has legs like, like nobody else in the league. He can like, and turn his hips in a matter of a, a millisecond. Then in the, in the on his receiver side, he's got Curtis Samuel, Chris Hogan, Torrey Smith, Terry Godwin, DJ Moore, he's loaded. He's still got Greg Olson. I mean, this is just a no-brainer if this offense could pull, you know, something together and a defense could stay solid. Luke Keekley being a linebacker, I think they'd be pretty good. Going back to third place, Falcons. Um, I just don't see all the hype in them this year. Prove me wrong. Still got Julio Jones, but you got to keep Matt Ryan safe. That's very important. He's been sacked, one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. Got it protect that guy that's your man and going to last place Buccaneers you know I just don't see them doing too much um because they really haven't done much the past two seasons or so but who knows you got um Jameis Winston which Brandon you said he could blow up and you also have um his receiver there Mike Evans so you never know what's going to happen with them but I'm going like I said um Saints Panthers Falcons and Buccaneers. That's not a bad list, but I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with both of you. Uh, Brandon, you good? Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys can go ahead. Okay. Um, Tampa Bay actually could beat some good teams, but at the same time, um. You know, Jameis Winston is probably not the guy with Bruce Arians being the new coach, and that their defense was really bad last year. With um, with Todd Bowles coming in as the new defensive coordinator, they basically got the Arizona Cardinals coaching staff from when Carson Palmer was there, and with Bruce Arians at the helm, they basically got that same coaching staff. But I don't think Jameis is going to be Bruce's guy from here on out. 
So I think Tampa could beat some big teams, but they'll lose majority of those games at like six and ten. At I I think New Orleans misses the playoffs. If you don't remember, they were they were off to a hot start at nine and one, but at the end of the season, they just dipped, especially in the play. They were one the outside first, Jeffrey catch away from losing and being out. I know I sorry, Wes, I just want to mention this real quick. I know I have them winning the division and they went 13-3 last year, but let's not forget one point. They locked the Buccaneers the first game of the season. Knocked a lot of people out of their pool when they did it. If you guys had anybody in pools, everybody yeah. likes the Saints. Buccaneers, I'm pretty sure, destroyed them like 40 to 17 or whatever it was. Well, no one saw it coming. This is the NFL. Anything can happen on any given night. I mean, like I said, Jameis Winston will go off for 400 yards whenever he wants. But, Wes, you have to remember also, playoffs are a different animal, man. Guys do not play the same in the playoffs. Some do, some don't. Well, that's true. But, but like, Eagles, you look at the, the end of the season. That's true. But you look at the way the end of the season. Like, they just finished so slow. And Drew Brees, like, he just – when he would try to throw, it just looked like the ball died. You can disagree with me. I'm totally fine with it. But I just felt like New Orleans just lost their – they start off really hot, but then they just, like, slowed down. Like, it's all the Camaro like, got to show up With the year, Dallas man. Cowboy game that Thursday night, they just couldn't do anything at all. So – Hard to come in day in and day out, like, every week and just shine. I mean, these teams that go 14-2 and two sometimes, it's like – it's like what? Like even uh, if you can go thirteen and three, this, this even twelve and four is like impressive. Honestly, in NFL guys are getting banged up. They have to show up every yeah. week. Every New week, Orleans every was the healthiest every team in the NFL last year. The healthiest team in the NFL. That does not carry over in the season after season. So that that's another thing too. Go ahead, Brandon. You were about to say something. Well, you, you, again, with the with New Orleans, I do have them winning the division this year, but they are losing their two-headed monster in the backfield. Uh, no Mark Ingram, just Alvin Kamara to carry the whole workload this season. So, And also, they lost Max Unger, their center, who was the leader of that offensive line, which has been really good as of late. It, if you lose a leader on offensive line, that it's a big impact, honestly, and it takes some time. But like the, they get off to a rough schedule at first too with the first four games of the month of the September too. They face the Texans. Uh, it's a Sunday night game. Then they play at the Rams, at the Seahawks, and then versus the Cowboys. That's a rough schedule to start the season. And those teams were playoff teams last year. Yeah, they are. They are pretty rough games, and they got a first place schedule, and then they also have to face their, within their own division and the NFC West, which is probably going to be a better division. Can you see me now? Am I better? Yeah. You're perfect. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, like, my other computer was using Wi-Fi. I had to turn it off. But yeah, I I think they come up slow, and then I think Atlanta and Carolina are going to be battling for the top of the division. Those teams had a lot of players that were very valuable to that team on injured reserve. Like, Carolina started the season last year with three offensive linemen on the IR. So, I think Carolina, they just had that roller coaster every single year, up and down, up and down. 15 of one the Super Bowl, 7 and 9 the next year. 11 and 5 uh, the next year after that, and then 6 and 10. It's just, it's just the way it is. Now, they're going to be up on the up. North Turner, second year with Cam Newton. I think those teams bounce back. Much- Atlanta is going to do good because the offense, I think Matt Ryan's probably going to bounce back. Julio Jones is going to be good. Devontae Freeman's going to be there. 
So I, I just think Carolina is going to be better with that defense too. They added Gerald McCoy, if you remember. So I think this, I think the Saints will take first place again. But I do think 100% with us that the Panthers and the Falcons are two equal teams on every single side of the game, besides maybe coaching. But I think they'll be battling this season head to head a lot, like for that second, third, uh, for that second place. And I like my Ron opinion. Rivera. Ron Rivera is a good coach. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think the Panthers have a little bit better of a coaching staff than, than the Falcons do. I think Ron Rivera is really good. But um, you never know. NFL. Right. Let's get to some other NFL news. I think we're done with the AFC and NFC South. Next week, we'll do the AFC and NFC West. Go Broncos, baby! Oh, yeah, buddy! Here we go. Oh, yeah, buddy! So, anyway, let's talk about a quick, quick discussion about Dak Prescott. He turned down... It was reported he turned down a $30 million a year contract, and he wanted $40 million, but now another report came out. He just wants to be paid more than Carson Wentz, but he is totally fine going out throughout this year on his rookie deal and getting the deal done in free agency up next year if it doesn't get done. So, I don't think Dak Prescott is worth more than Carson Wentz. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, he's definitely not the most valuable guy on that team. It's Ezekiel um, Elliott. Well, yeah, obviously it's Zeke. And then obviously, uh-huh. I, I mean, look at what Amari Cooper did for that team. They had no wide receivers. And then he came, and then their offense just exploded. So, uh, yeah. I, it's, not, it's not the quarterback. Jack, Jack is definitely not worth the money. He hasn't proven himself yet to be that quarterback that teams will need to win, you know, big playoff games. And I think that's the question that a lot of these teams, a lot of people say is that he's not a playoff contender quarterback yet. He hasn't proven himself. He, he did win lose. a he did win a playoff game though last year with uh, against Seattle. I just right. have to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like a guy that carried. A guy to carry his team into the playoff every year and just battle playoff game after playoff game. So I don't think he's that guy yet. I think he has potential to prove himself to be that guy. But once again, he needs to stop taking the emphasis emphasis off of him and put it on his team if he wants that to win. If he wants it, to it, win, um, Zeke is the bell cow of that Zeke, team. He's the heart. Zeke, he's the he's definitely the heart of that team. He's the way he yeah. put Stack Prescott in better situations. But Dak Prescott, like I said. Like a couple of weeks ago, average arm misses a bunch of big play throws. He misses a bunch of uh, receivers open, and now you got Amari Cooper for a whole year. This is his tryout year for the big contract that he wants. So, you know who who knows? And then maybe if the Cowboys don't feel like he's a forty million dollar quarterback, maybe Miami comes in and pays him all that money next year because they're going to need a quarterback next year. Although Josh Rosen did pretty look pretty good in the preseason game, so. You got that going for you, for Teeny. Yeah, who knows? And I didn't know Keon Drake was still on the team. I didn't know he was still he's there. Hurt. He's he's hurt. He's out. He's Is a he? valuable player. Yeah, Miami. One thing about Miami, they always brought in good running backs. Since the Ricky Williams era, they always brought in good guys. Lamar Miller, when he was there, now in the Texans, he was great for us. We Jai went to the Eagles, won a Super Bowl with them. Like we the ageless Frank Gore. <laughs> Frank Gore, I mean, like, come on, that's a little bit. I don't think he was. I'll take my comment back a little bit, but 
Dude, he's yeah. on the Bills now. <laughs> I can't he's believe still he's still playing, playing. football. <laughs> he's like 38 years old, and he's a running back. Like that guy's gonna be dead by like 45 if he doesn't like. You see his like, freaking uh, playoff shot? He looks like he's about to kill a guy. <laughs> sure, he really does. Back playing for like 15 seasons, you would feel the same. <laughs> All right, and then week two of the preseason starting now. Uh, Daniel Jones in week one was five for five um, and had a touchdown pass in week one. Kyler Murray had to showcase his debut last week, just only threw six passes, completed all of them. I think Actually, no, he went six for seven. And then Dwayne Haskins, out of all people, man, he threw two interceptions. One was on a wheel route. He just underthrew that ball, and then the other one he overthrew a receiver. But he had some good flashes, too. He, he's a rookie quarterback. And uh, Washington's not really the best talented team uh, to be on as a rookie. So that's with the rookie quarterbacks. And then Drew Locke is just a mess. He's a big-time project. For the he's not going to see the season at all. This is going to be Joe Flacco's year all year. Yeah, no way. He was ready to be a really good quarterback, too. Uh, well, NFL's a different game, man. Yeah. He can be. I, I mean, he's just he's young. He's got to learn. Preseason, man, I just I don't care how good they do or how bad. I scratch preseason completely off. It's just a different sport, if you want to be honest with me. And then yeah, when it gets yeah, to the regular season, it's fine. It just gets them reps. It just gets them their arm in motion. Sure. It gets them not necessarily the because for the second and third teams, these guys are fighting for a roster spot. Because they, they, they didn't cut their roster's not cut the fifty three men yet. So these second and third teams are fighting for a spot. And also, coaches are throwing out new plays and uh, doing some new things to see if they work or not. So did you see that the Ohio State was trying to trademark the? Try, the? They're trying to trademark the Ohio, like the word the, basically. What? It's, yeah. Oh my god. Dude, they lose, they lose Urban Meyer, and now they got to hold on to something. They want to basically they want to trademark it so they can put it on T-shirts. The Ohio State. Yeah, Anthony. The stupidest thing I've ever heard was <laughs> Ohio State trying to trademark the word the. But well, that was it. Hell yeah, that was Anthony. Should. No, yeah, that you shouldn't. It's ridiculous. That was Anthony's idea. He Dude, no, because that. some schools like to keep the the. So, like, that is, like, what – that's what they've just known. Like, it's the, the – What? Like, so, what like, about the you or – Exactly. You know, the diner. Like, that's just something they want to do. That's just what – Yeah, you're, you're going to have to pay I like it. for it from now on. I, so, I like it. It's so ridiculous. The, it's ridiculous, yeah, but like I let, because it's like the you, like dude, who cares? It's the Ohio. It's so stupid. How a school they have that the right to say the. Yeah, who is this? Is the same is, school that got caught for having athletes get free tattoos at tattoo parlors and got suspended a whole year? Order. What? Dude, oh, sure. I should go. I should go to that school then. Holy <laughs> shit! You know what? They had their policy for a month. Urban Meyer came in. I'll, I'll agree with you with Terrell Pryor. And, um... It's the dumbest idea ever. Look, look, Wes, look, listen. Dude, the he's you. just mad because who is, the, who is the you? The Ohio State. It's oh, the you, bro. The you was first before the. Dude, the you is bun. Oh, the Ohio State. You, baby. Oh, you. 
No, it's what about Oakley. the big house? Michigan, man. The big house. This place doesn't even deserve to have a football team or athletics. <laughs> Anthony just wishes Michigan wasn't even on the map. And it's going to be so, be so hilarious when that Michigan team, beats Ohio State this year and wins the Big Ten championship. It's going to be great. I can't wait oh, to that. So. Yeah, win the Big Ten, bud. Okay, how are you? Yeah, I keep that change. All right, I'm putting it down right now. I'm putting it down. I don't care how the season goes. I still think Michigan's beating Ohio State at the end of the year. I don't. I don't think as long as as long as Ryan Day is there and we have Justin Fields. Dude, look, I did not go to Ohio State. I will I make know, any kind of bet that Michigan beats Ohio State this year. I know how serious Ohio State is about being that team up north. Like they, they have a clock in their in their Woody Hayes Athletic Center. And it has the days and the time, the seconds and everything until they play that team. And they, there's a whole history behind it and everything. Like, they take the, Like, look, you can go 12. They, they can probably go, call that clock can, the clock, too. Like, this they can, <laughs> uh, All right, Obviously. They can go 11-1. and one, They can go 11-0 and 0 and lose to Tucson, and they went 0-12. Like, that's how they take it. it. It's like, it's a war. It's literally a war. But, all right, we can all get right. into a whole show about this. Yeah, next combo, bro. Well, one of the Ohio State. I'm not giving you. I'm gonna say the. Like I'm. I'm protesting against Ohio State. Anyway, uh, one of their transfer quarterbacks that went to Miami actually lost the starting job uh, to Jaron Williams, a starting freshman. So, Anthony, this was uh, something you wanted to bring up. Go ahead and talk about it. Right, right. So, Tate Martell um, played under. Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State last season, uh, redshirt freshman, I do believe, and he wasn't going to get any time really under, you know, under Dwayne because obviously Dwayne is Dwayne, and you know they they prepped him to be the starting quarterback, um, but they want to get all their guys reps in order to be able to be, you know, functional during the season if a quarterback goes down, just like the whole Cardell Jones situation in 2014. Um, but, yeah, he, his career has just been, like, just up and down like crazy. He, like, committed to Washington or something, then, like, left Washington, said it sucked. Then he went to, like, uh, some other school. Left. Then Texas he went to Ohio A&M. Texas A&M. Then he went to Ohio State. Then he wasn't going to get any playing time. Then he went to the U, and now he says the U sucks. So, like, I think a part of him just wants to start, and I think he's a really good quarterback. Um, the only thing with him is, like, he only played a little bit at Ohio State during the season when they were, like, winning, like, 50-0. to zero. And the guy can run, like, a 4.6 or whatever it is, or 4.5 40-yard dash. Like, he's super quick. I've seen him run the whole field. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is that? We good, boys? It's it's the clock. Keep going. All right, it's the clock. The pencil. So anyway, he got a lot of reps. He played good, but um, he's just I don't know. I guess he's just not. He's not a D one starting quarterback. I guess is what they want to say. Maybe he's not big enough. Maybe it's something they're just not looking for. Like you know, in athletics, unless you played football, the coach can call you in his office and say, "Hey, look." You're really good. You competed. You played well, but you're just your shoe size is just a half too small for what we want out in the field. And it's true. Like 
shit like that happens all the time. And, like, guys get cut in, on teams because it's something stupid or it's something they just not – they're not looking for in their system. And maybe that's just what's happening with Tate. So I hope he goes – I hope he goes and he starts somewhere. But, yeah, crazy career for him so far in college. Um yeah, it's early in the college football season, so they haven't even played one game yet, and they have an early start. So who knows what happens? So a lot of these colleges like to switch quarterbacks in week one and week two just to see who fits under this new uh, uh, freshman rule, where you can redshirt somebody within the first four games. Uh, coaches are throwing everyone out there, and like you know, it's just a bunch of bodies. Um, it's a lot of experimentation because they don't have preseason games, so. Um, we can move on from that, and that starts next weekend, actually. It's uh, University of Miami versus Florida to start the college football 150th season. So um, some breaking news that broke earlier today. DeMarcus Cousins tore his ACL. is most likely done for the rest of the year on signing a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, that's kind of unfortunate, Brandon, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of sucks, but... Way she goes in the NBA, and Marcus Cousins has a track record of being hurt. So, to to be expected, I would say. Yeah, and the Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Clippers. The schedule was released. They will start out the NBA season on prime time. Uh, Makes sense. Some, yeah. So, uh, Melvin Gordon news. Melvin Gordon wants to return in time for the season, but is prepared to sit out if no deal is reached, according to Adam Schefter. And they have been making no progress. So, nope. Fancy owners be wary of uh, Melvin Gordon. So, not looking good for for him. But, 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 if you're fantasy, pick Austin Eckler's a steal if he's out there. Okay, so we're gonna be in the in the league together. We're gonna steal that guy from Brandon. All right, Anthony. Damn it. First round. Damn first it. round. He was my first pick, damn it. He was my first pick. kicker, yeah. Dan Bailey, baby. Let's go. Nah, I, I was thinking about picking a defense first. <laughs> That's a I think, good strategy. I think, I think a kicker will honestly get you less points. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Tim Tebow first. <laughs> I'm going to pick – I'm going Alex Smith first. And then, and then followed by Mark Sanchez as my backup quarterback. <laughs> Strong decision. And then I'm going to go Tony Romo for the bench. <laughs> no, I have Tony Romo. You can't take Tony Romo. All right, I'll, then, go Randy, I'll go Randy Moss with the third-round draft pick. All right. I'll go, I'll, go, um, I'll go Terrell Owens as my wideout one. And then I'm going to go with uh, Chris Carter as my wideout two. So. And I think Chris Carter went to the Ohio State. <laughs> it wasn't uh, the uh, at the time. It wasn't how are you, bud? No, nah, it, was, it was the. It was just the. Yeah, it wasn't the. It was just. difference. It was actually the Ohio Bobcats at the time, and then they switched over to. Uh, All right, boys, State. let's get her going here. Eh? How about her? All right, uh, last topic. Uh, the MLB is going to play a game at the Field of Dreams field. It's going to be between the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees. They are building a field directly across from the original Field of Dreams. Can you imagine Aaron Judge hitting a home run at that field, the original Field of Dreams field, which is only 180 feet deep into the corn? So they're going to build a grand, brand new grandstand and a brand new baseball field across from the original ballpark. So this is actually pretty cool, guys. Is there any... Um, what do you think about this? And then also, is there any other uh, movie to um, professional sports that you want to see? Uh, I think it's awesome. 
honestly, to, to do something like that. Um, Tickets are going to be mad expensive. Well, yeah, I mean, to be expected, but it's it's it would definitely be a cool experience if you have the money and you live close by. Uh, it does make sense to have the Yankees and the White Sox playing there. Uh, did, what'd you say? Any other sports that you want to see turn into a movie? Yeah, or like, something? It, no, like if, uh, any other sports movie, like that um, field or whatnot, to be have like one game at it. You know, like uh, the Sandlot. Probably. Waterboy? Waterboy at that field? <laughs> I think they play at nah. the old uh, Qualicum uh, Stadium with the Chargers. Nah, the Sandlot would definitely be cool, too, so to recreate something like that. But I think the Field of Dreams is awesome. If, yeah, I, I think Kevin Costner should... Like Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones should like go out and do the first pitch, too. Like Put, him be- in the li- Put him in the lineup. Yeah, James Earl Jones up the bat. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony, what uh, is there any movie that you would like to see transition into like the professional aspect to be played at a game, like any specific venue from a sports movie? Talladega Nights, boys. (laughs) Coming from from a NASCAR. There is no NASCAR movie. (laughs) Could you imagine if they played a game at like Talladega Raceway? (laughs) <laughs> it'd be so like it'd be bestseller in like Florida, Tennessee, and like 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 Damn. Louisiana. Playing at Talladega. I like honestly. I like the whole Miracle on Ice. I think that'd be pretty cool. Do something That's with only that. Only in Russia, though, isn't it? I honestly, I uh, I think it may be honestly because you know, it was based on a true story. No, yeah, it's real. Like it was a real thing. So like that'd be pretty cool. But that that's probably pretty much it for the most part. I can't I can't think of anything else besides the Sandlot. The like other original field. Like maybe um uh, yeah, I can't think of anything. Or maybe like just like a pond device for like hockey. I don't know. What about basketball? I mean Hoosiers? Like playing at the old Hoosier um, arena? I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, well, guys, that's all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining. If you have any questions or comments going forward, give us a like, give us a comment. Uh, Like us on Facebook and on Twitter, at BroBench, and Facebook is at BroBench2019. Uh, We keep you updated with every headline throughout the week on those pages. Uh, We also have this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and SoundCloud, so give us a listen when you're doing the Daisy Duke, drinking a White Claw, and just going down the road. Hope, don't get pulled over. Don't drink and drive. So, again, thank you for listening. Brandon, any last thoughts before Anthony Fertini goes uh, on a NASCAR rampage and goes through Talladega? No, sir. That's it. 25 days till the NFL season kicks off. Hell yeah, brother. Boys, yeah, uh, not much going on in NASCAR. Um, uh, just I threw yeah, right I to see a racing this week, boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I see a go racing this week, boy. It's a boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing, boys. <laughs> All right, I'm Wes Explain. <laughs> so you can find Do me you on Twitter. Do you guys even know who that was? Do you that's, know who that was? That's Daryl, buddy. Nah, yeah, get that Chris, giant you know that was? Here. You didn't even know it was Daryl Waltrip. The what? New York Giants. V. Yeah. Darrell Walters. 
the toilet of dreams. All right, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. We hope you join us next time on Bench Bros. We out.